we are on chapter 8 of uh, Shemuel Bet. And this chapter talks about the consolidation of David's kingdom via the, the battles that he, faces, that he, that he uh, engages in against the enemies of Israel. The beginning of the chapter s- began with the words in Pasuk Aleph, and it was after this matter. He struck the Pelishtim and he subdued them. Now the question is, after what? What is this after? And it was after this that David struck the Pelishtim. This I'm, I'm telling you from Amnon Bazak. What, after God promised him that his son will be uh, the king, that his line will be king forever, and after he was... Denied the ability to build the Beit HaMikdash Is it after that? So actually Amnon Bazak points out that, that It may actually be a continuation Of the fifth chapter The end of the fifth chapter Which describes That at the end of the fifth chapter We also saw David's battles against the Pelishtim and this chapter, chapter 8, is a continuation of chapter 5. Now in the interim, in the interim, uh, there were chapters 6, 7, 6 and 7. What were those about? David bringing the Aaron back to Yerushalayim. And David wanting to build a Beit HaMikdash for God. So what essentially you have is that the middle two chapters show what David's purpose was in all of his battles and then the surrounding chapters chapters uh, 5 and chapter 8 are the battles that he engaged in so like the middle two chapters are David's purpose and his motivation for all these battles and then you have chapter 5 which leads into chapter 8 talking about the battles that he actually fought and now we got to the first uh, battle that David had was against the here hold on First, but bird. There's a bird inside. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Interesting. Okay, so in the first battle that David had was against the. The Philistine. good. Because so that's a continuation of the end of chapter 5. The next battle is against Moab, and David measured out a rope, and the two. And he had three lengths The two lengths he killed The one length he wouldn't Why David would do such a thing We don't know The most we have to rely on Is the Midrash Which says that when David Is running away from Shaul In chapter 22 of, of Shmuel Aleph He had brought his parents And his family to Moab And we don't hear That he ever got them back So the Midrash inserts That maybe he killed Maybe Moab killed the parents Maybe Moab killed the parents There is another possibility That David was just being very brutal and, and maybe this was one of the reasons he couldn't build the Beit HaMikdash because he was a very, very tough military general and he was brutal to the enemies. Okay, so that may be another reason. That's something Amnon Bazak makes sense is, is a possibility. Okay. And then there was a war. Uh, in this war with, with Hadad, the next war was Hadad Ezer, Melech Tsova, right? So we have a bunch of kings from Aram. We have Aram Tsova, and then we have, there's another Aram. <coughs> no, and then we have Aram Damesek. This is modern day Syria. Right? Aram Tsova and Aram Damesek 
Damascus and Aram Tsova. Those are like famous places in Syria. So we had battles with the with this nation, which is northeast of modern day Israel. And he put and he placed his own people there as like as like his uh, representatives in Aram Damasek, meaning he they became uh, vassals, like a vassal state to the King David. And he took a lot of gold and a lot of copper from these people as well. He took the golden uh, shields that they had and he also took a lot of copper. So David and his kingdom are becoming very wealthy at the same time. Now we continue from Pasuk Tet. And Toi, the king of Hamat, heard that David had struck all of the army of Hadad Ezer, the one that was from Aram Damasek or Aram Tova, or one of the Arams. Uh, from Tsova and David. So Toi sent Yoram, his son, to David, to bless him on all that he had battled against Hadad Ezer, the king of Aram Tsova. And he struck him because Hadad Ezer was the enemy of Toi, the king of Hamat. And in his hands, I mean, enemy of enemy of your friends. Yeah, the enemy of his enemy of his friends. And Toi came with a lot of gold and silver and copper, also as gifts to David. Again, because he notices that if I've been warring against Hadad Ezer and we were, let's say, equal counterparts, and David just smashed Hadad Ezer completely. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Then, yeah. then I need to show my respects to David. And David, he sanctified those presents that were brought to him by Tori. He sanctified them to God. With all of the silver and gold that he had, uh, that he had sanctified from all of the nations that he conquered. From Aram, Moab. Amon, Pelishtim, Amalek, these are all the nations that he's battled against. These from before, way earlier then. These aren't just the recent battles. Yeah, these are all the battles. Now this is going through. We're summing up all of the battles that David, in respect to the gold and silver that he donated to the Mikdash, yeah. it's saying not only did he do it in this battle against... Uh, not only did he do it with the gift that To'i from Hamad brought for David, he did it in all the battles that he waged against all the enemies, which are Moab, Aram, Ammon, Pelishim, Amalek. There's a specific reason for this order? That's not the order he defeated them in. I don't know. Good question. Pasuk Yud Gimel. Vaya Savit Shem B'Shuvo Me'akoto Et Aram Begei Melach Shemona Asar Aleph. And David made himself a name after he came back from killing the 18, from striking down the 18,000 people in Gemelach. I think that's that's a proper thing, right? He made himself a name, and that's why all these nations are coming to show up. 22,000. No, there are two. There are two battles. Here, Radak talks about it. The 18,000 in Gemelach and the 22,000 somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Radak is interesting, honestly. Because it goes through all the different places in Tanakh where it references this war. And I think one of them is different. Yeah, if you look, it's actually, do you know that Gemara, Mike, in which it says, 
Shlosha Svarim Ayu Ba'azara. There were three Sifra Torah that we kept in the Beit HaMikdash. Vishnaim Haya Zeh and Echad Haya Zeh. So there's a, there's a Gemara that says that there were three Sifra Torah in the Beit HaMikdash that were authoritative Sifra Torah. Now the problem was there were very, very, very tiny differences between these Sifra Torah. And, and the Gemara is telling us how the peop, the 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 Chachamim at the time were able to decide which Sefer Torah to make authoritative. Okay, so they would say in two of the Sefer Torah, huh? no, they had minor differences. Okay, so in two of the Sefer, Sefer Torah it had this word, and in one it had the other word. So what did they do? They went after the, the two. Okay, um, so Radak does something similar, honestly, where he brings from Divrayamim and from Tehilim, and and. Uh, he says that two of them have 18,000 and one of them has this. It's an interesting radak. Okay, but we won't go, we won't go through it. So he killed 18,000 people at Gemelach, and that was something that earned him a lot of renown. Says in the note yeah. that um, all the, the, the enemy soldiers that he killed, he buried them properly and gave them proper burials. No, I, I thought it. Oh, oh that's yeah, why, yeah, yeah. That's, that's why it. The radak, the radak brings us down. The radak brings us down. With all the 18,000 people that he killed, according to the Midrash, David would bury them. And that's what gained him renown. Not that he beat people in battle, because winning a battle once, okay, everybody wins battles once. But the fact that he buried his enemies is what caused him to get renown. Now, it doesn't say that in the Peshat. But it does say that the Radak brings it down, and it's really interesting, honestly. It's a fascinating Midrash, because it shows that what gained him renown was not the fact that he was a good, that he was a good warrior, but the fact that he wasn't ruthless and brutal and he was kind to the, the deceased of his enemies. It's a very nice point. And Rashi mentioned this 18,000 is uh, Edom, war with Edom. That's what Radak says also. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a conclusion? Yeah. But I, I don't know. Again, I don't know. Because the next pasuk says Edom. And he put representatives in Edom, and God protected David and everything that he did. Let's finish. No. David ruled over all of Israel, and he did tzedakah and justice and and. Law for all of his people. Then it's going to go through some of David's uh, people. Yoav was on the army, was general of the army. Yehoshaphat was the secretary. Then there was Sadok and Achi, uh, son of Achituv and Achimelech, son of Eviatar, were the Kohanim. Uh, this is going to be the two lines of Kohanim, by the way, Sadok and Eviatar. Okay, Uvnayao ben Yoyada ben Akrati ben Pleti. Uvnayao and the Krati and the Pleti. Uvne David Kohanim Ayu. They were all, uh, sorry. Uvnayao ben Yoyada was a was a. Charge of the archers. No, he was a warrior. The Akrati ben Pleti, according to the translation, is like the archers people were also with David, and then David's sons were Kohanim. Now, how could they be Kohanim? So the Midrash says that they were not Kohanim, they were like Kohanim because they were respected. Just like Kohanim are respected, so are were the sons of David respected. Targum Yonatan, Ravin Havol, they were well uh, respected men. Okay, but we'll uh, go, maybe we'll, we rush to the end of it. We'll go through a little bit quick, we'll go through it tomorrow also. Amen. Amen. Amen.